0: Hello, folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland.
1: And I'm Al Leone. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. Spring uh, or summer allergies at this point have uh, got me a little stuffy.
1: Yeah, you're you're definitely taking it right now.
0: Yeah, so if I sound a little congested, folks, that's why.
1: Yeah, you do not have the Rona. You're just allergic to the world.
0: I am just allergic to anything that's green right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Al, what uh, brings us here today?
1: Well, today we are going to talk about the song Murder in the City by the Avett Brothers.
0: Yes. So, some history on the Avett Brothers. Uh, I'll keep it fairly brief. They are an American folk rock band from Concord, North Carolina. Um, the Avett brothers are Scott Avit and Seth Avett, and there's a couple other guys with them, but those are the two brothers. So they were described by the San Francisco Chronicle as having the heavy sadness of Towns Van Zandt, the light pop concussion of Buddy Holly, the tuneful jingle of the Beatles, and the raw energy of the Ramones.
1: Wow, that's some really high praise for them.
0: Yeah, as I was doing some research into the band, they just have this list of music styles that they blend. I mean, it was everything from bluegrass to reggae.
1: Yeah, you can definitely, when you listen to a full album of theirs, every song is very different.
0: Yeah, it was really neat. I've come across them before, but I've never really listened to a full album of theirs. I've heard, I think, some of their hits, and then they have a really good cover of um, Blaze Foley's Clay Pigeons. Oh, okay. So that one I've played quite a bit around here. Uh, but I feel like most of the stuff I've heard from them has been kind of folky or bluegrassy.
1: Yeah, I remember I really fell in love with, I think it was probably their first hit, I in Love and You. And I remember listening to a full album being like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to get a full CD of songs that sound like this. And that is not what I got. It was still really good. Uh, it did take me by surprise, though.
0: Yeah. Is that the song where they talk about Brooklyn?
1: Yeah, where they're like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. Are you aware of the shape I'm in?
0: Yes. Uh, a love song to the city of Brooklyn. I know. Or the I... the borough.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask your New York people what it is.
0: I know. There's a couple listeners from New York, so they can correct us.
1: <laughs> We're going to get
0: lots of emails now. So, Al, what Avit Brothers song are we focusing on for our August bonus episode
1: well this one is going to be about murder in the city which i think is off of their second album
0: yes so it is off it's actually their uh 2008 ep the second gleam which was a follow-up to their 2006 album the gleam
1: oh okay right on
0: yeah the the second gleam uh hit number 82 on the billboard 200 and number 10 on the billboard independent oh wow yeah
1: yeah, I think I really love the Avit Brothers because you know, it seems like so much music tends to be hmm how do I say this? Like like fast and hard and not super deep, you know, like Pitbulls blow my whistle. You kind of know what that song is about after the first lyric and you're like, "Well, this is dirty." going to continue on versus the Avett brothers I feel like they really touched on a lot of different themes that carry through people's lives not just sex and sexuality
0: yeah I agree they are kind of this outlier group that's made it Um, I feel like there are other groups out there like them that are playing this soft music I mean the staves come to mind but I don't know that I would say that they've made it commercially um, and the Avid Brothers have seemed to stay really true to their roots. And uh, they, to me, remind me of a band, you know, way ahead or way before their time um, and just how they perform their music and how they stay true to their vision. And I'm sure they have so much pressure from record executives and they seem to just surround themselves with people who also want to see them fulfill their vision for their music. So it's really cool that they exist in this time. And that they uh, haven't broken up or anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, especially a band with siblings in it. I feel like those are usually a recipe for disaster.
1: (laughs) Are you saying you and your sister would not do well in a band together?
0: We would do Amazing if that band was an ABBA cover group.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I want to see it.
0: Yeah, it'll happen.
1: So, Lee, what did you think of the song Murder in the City?
0: So it I kind of didn't know what to think of when I first heard it. I tried in my kind of preemptive research to find it on one of their albums, and I couldn't. I looked through all their albums and I was like, "Well, I can't find anything. It's because it was on one of their EPs. Um, but yeah, it's this very kind of sad, sorrowful sound. To me, it was from the perspective of a brother. I couldn't quite tell if he was living or deceased. Um, And so in my mind, as I'm hearing this song, right, it's kind of another sibling. I'm picturing another brother finding this letter from this other brother who has left. And it's not clear to me if they are still alive or if they've passed, and this brother's going through his brother's possessions. Um, But yeah, it's just this really kind of sad song and i think it's really neat that the narrator is saying like if i die in the city like don't be mad don't blame these people don't seek revenge like just honor my memory and tell everyone that i love them and i think that's that's a really beautiful sentiment And it makes me wonder, like, this brother who went to the city, like, what was he going there for? What I'm, you know, immediately picturing, like, an American city, but maybe he wasn't going to an American city, right? Maybe he was Doctors Without Borders or in the Peace Corps or something like that and is kind of writing this goodbye letter to his people. So I don't know. It left me—we listened to a couple different versions just because I— Kept needing to hear it again and again and again to try to piece it together in my mind of what I thought. And it's a it's a song that leaves me with a lot of questions. And um, yeah, it was just really beautifully done. I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It. So it's funny that you talk about going to a city and it might not necessarily be a U.S. city, Um, Because the first time I heard this song, I was getting ready to go and do an internship in northern Uganda. Um, And I don't know if you and I have talked about this very much, but my dad especially was just livid that I would be going and doing this. Um, And especially when I was younger, my dad and I didn't have a super stellar relationship. Uh, And I would say that this was probably the lowest point of our relationship And listening to this song, it was exactly what I was feeling and what I wanted to tell him. Like, if something bad happens to me that you're expecting to have happen, like, don't make things worse. You know, like, it's okay. Um, Just honor the life that I lived. Um, You know, the last stanza of the song was saying, like, make sure my sister knows I love her and make sure my mother knows the same and always remember that there was nothing worth sharing like the love that let us share our name. Um, And for me, coming back from that internship and listening to this song again, it was this reminder of like, I have equal responsibility to heal this family rift and like everything in the world could be gone except that that love that lets us be a family and I think that was kind of a turning point for me coming back home of figuring out what forgiveness looked like for me after that really like it was a pretty savage departure um and you know even the middle stanza when he's talking about um you know I wonder which brother my parents loved better and the dad says like I Love you, and I'm proud of you both in so many different ways. And that, you know, just because my sibling and I are exceptionally different in how we interact with the world and how we show up, there's still that parental pride and love that I think my dad couldn't express at that time. Um, And for me, it was just more of a hope of like, I hope that we get there again someday that you can look at me and say you love me and you're proud of me, even if. Right now, you don't have those words, and you don't know how to say it.
0: Right. Yeah, I have I know we've talked about that departure and that trip before. Um, I don't know that we've talked in that great of detail. So I kind of wondered if there was something about this song that kind of would just bring that up in you or trigger that memory. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be digging deep where there was nothing deep to dig
1: you didn't want to tell me how to feel my feelings yeah exactly (laughs) you're so good lee i appreciate it
0: i try i've worked hard
1: (laughs) you are very woke my friend
0: yeah (laughs) thank you
1: um so yeah that's why i just loved this song so much i feel like it's a really well written out story about what family looks like and what family could look like and the power of forgiveness and family love.
0: Yeah, I agree. It I kind of picked up similar similar themes, I guess, from that, but yeah, it's really good. It's definitely a heavy song. Um, you know, I don't know that I don't know that I would listen to this as a pump-up ballad. <laughs>
1: No, it's not a, like, I'm ready to go crush my 13-mile run. It's a, like, cooling down from the run, or it's a, like, I'm feeling really quiet and peaceful right now, like maybe even meditating kind of music.
0: Right. This is what we're listening to in our Down Dog yoga app. (laughs) Maybe not quite that. Yeah, this um, has inspired me to listen to more of the Avid Brothers. I know when I was doing my radio show in college, uh, my freshman year, the girl I was dating at the time was a big Avit Brothers fan, and she would sit in on the show sometimes, and she'd always tell me to play Avit Brothers stuff, and I never really paid much attention to it, because uh, it wasn't the music that I wanted to play right then, but I would always play it. Good boyfriend points um, right there. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, I don't think I gave them the proper attention that they deserved, and... So yeah, this has inspired me to go back and listen to some of their catalog and find out that they have other songs other than stuff about Brooklyn.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that song is about so much more than Brooklyn. Uh, Well, Lee, thanks for listening to that song with me and covering it. I feel like it's something that should get a lot of love and appreciation from the world.
0: Yeah, I agree. That was a very good song. I'm so glad you picked it.
1: Definitely. Well, do you have any final thoughts about it before we wrap up?
0: No, if you're like me and have not uh, listened to it before or listened to much of the Avett Brothers, I would highly recommend diving into them.
1: Y'all, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here with us today. And until we get to be with you again, enjoy your own songs.